Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse Heater and MJ. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss Netflix's sixth film, the 2016 action comedy The Do Over, starring Adam Sandler and David Spade. Why are you laughing, Jesse? I don't know. I had a bit of a giggle thinking about this uh, movie and some of, the, some of the scenes in the movie. And as soon as I said I was looking at The Do Over, I was like, oh, there's going to be some things we're going to talk about that are going to make me giggle. So, welcome, boys. Good to see you. You Thanks too, mate. Jesse. Always nice to catch up again. Good to see you, boys. Yeah, I feel like um, this one's given me a few more giggles than uh, some of the films we've seen in the past, which is I'm looking forward to talking about. Some interesting gonna, I'm going to try and keep it clean, though. I'm going to try and keep it clean. I think we can keep it clean with the do-over. I think we can. I hope we can. I'm, I, right. I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. So, um, obviously, to start off with, we always uh, do our fast flicks, where we go around <laughs> and do a quick 30-second summary of the film. MJ. How about you kick us off tonight? Happy to. I think this is, might be the first time I've kicked us off as well. So, uh, Just so the listeners know, we're sitting in a different order today. We are. <laughs> Heater did it's, mention it. It's uh, really thrown me. I'm really <laughs> thrown by this. It's confusing us all. So. I feel all right about it. I've got a bit more space over this side of the table, which is good. And I'm sweating a lot more. Go for it, Fast flicks for the do-over. Adam Sandler is back in a somewhat un-Sandler-like role, faking his own death and roping in a long-lost mate to come along for the ride. What initially appears to be a journey into paradise takes a turn into an adventure to stay alive, discover what they've got themselves into, and of course, stop the bad guys. Hmm. I like that. That's a lot better than mine, but Yeah, I still a bit of subjectiveness yeah. there. Um, Alright, for me, so two high school friends, Max and Charlie, are both down on their luck when Max decides to fake their own deaths so they can both start over and live how they want to live. However, it isn't long before they realise that the people they're pretending to be are in a worse situation than they are, and Charlie begins to realise that not all is what it seems. Good. Nice, concise effort. The blurb you'd read on the back of a book. Yeah. As usual, I've gone the basic method. I've gone. I've refused to name any characters. So um, my my go is two friends reacquaint at a high school reunion, and because their lives suck so much, they take on the identity of two dead people. It turns out these dead people are criminals, and they both soon discover that they're being hunted. Whoa, look out! This is sounds like it'd be a good movie. It would. Based on that, you think, oh, this this could go all right. Hunted's yeah. a nice word for that. Hunted. Mm. Yeah, they well, they are hunted. No, no, I like that. I feel like they are hunted. All right, let's kick it off. So, history, ideas, anything about... What have we learned about this film in our, in our reading of it? Oh, it's the, uh, it's the second of four films that Adam Sandler originally signed on for mm. with yeah. Netflix. Yeah, so out of the first uh, six, we've already had two Adam Sandlers. We have. Ridiculous six. Now, yeah, this is, uh, this is the second one. A lot of critics were actually a little bit more satisfied that this was a, a step up um, from his recent work, particularly R- Ridiculous Six, but even like Jack and Jill and The Cobbler. So, whilst... It was, nothing to, write, it was nothing to write home about, yeah. but I think they were kind of like, well, our expectations have been lowered so much that, you know, this, this kind of gets a tick of approval. Yeah. 10% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but 42% of audiences said they liked it, mm-hmm. and it got three out of five stars from audiences as opposed to critics. So yeah, not bad then. I can't, can you imagine critics liking this film? Like, no, not at all. It wouldn't be good no. for their credibility if they liked <laughs> no. it. But I think it's fair to say the audience didn't mind not. it. Yeah. Well... While we're talking about audience responses to it, when I was having a look through it, <clears> on the side, I don't know, first time I've seen it, they've got this audience Google user reviews. Oh? Yeah. So, right, so when you put the, it the, yeah, the top three audience Google user reviews, and I've got them here. I want to share them with you guys because I think we're going to have a bit of a giggle. Yes. So the top three reviews. The first one says, surprisingly cohesive and a fun watch if you don't fell like thinking for a bit. 
So, okay. So, so slipped so, up a little bit. Step, so instead of saying feel, we've gone with fell. Okay, the second one. Very nice comedy action movie, and it has a good story also. So that I one, think that, that sums up it up with, too. Yeah. It's very yeah, good summary. Third one. It was amazing. So miss the A in the amazing. That's amazing. Right. Check it out on Netflix. It's a good movie. So <laughs> they are the top three reviews you get on Google. So I'm pretty sure that's sort of highlighting the, ta- the target audience yeah. of this film. Or um, yeah. Google's yeah. algorithms just gone through the yeah. roof. <laughs> so Netflix, I really would like to watch a film on Netflix. Not sure what it's like. But I think um, you can take yeah. something out of those reviews that actually kind of sums it up pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anything else that we learned about well, this film? It was a bit of a family affair for the yeah. Sam family. Yes. His, his wife and his two daughters both starred in the movie. Yep, and those the two involved. daughters, what, I, I know what scene, whether anyone know what scene they were in? They're the, they're the two girls at the auto parts store. They are, they're the two girls at the auto parts store, which is... Um, and and he's, he, well, he, his wife's now been in both the Netflix movies. I was going to say, she's yeah. in the other one as well. She has, she been in, has she been in more prior to that? Is that like she's been thing? in a few, yeah, yeah. she's had a few small cameos in, 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 always in, in kind of the, the last few of his movies before he jumped to Netflix, yeah. The director's got a bit of an Adam Sandler feel to him as well, Stephen Brill, so he did Little, Little Nicky, Mr. Deeds... He did a few other subpar comedies, but yeah. it's fair to say that um, he's got that real Adam Sandler link, and he's not really done anything to write home about. But no. it feels like Adam Sandler's doing such a big job of getting his buddies Better work say. nowadays. So we're you talking we're talking about that director. I want to talk about the, about the director and writers when yeah, once well, you made your point. Uh, okay, so I think we're pro- Heater. I think we're going to be on the same sort of point. MJ, I don't know if you know this. Did you see any other films that this guy wrote? That, who directed this film? The director, yeah, that he's written, or yeah, that he's, that he's written, didn't direct. Oh. Classic trilogy, classic trilogy. The Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. This guy he who, wrote the Mighty Ducks. He wrote the Mighty Ducks. One, two, and three. Uh, well done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so decent. and he's gone on to this. So yeah. yeah, good on him. Isn't the first Mighty Ducks movie called Champions? It Isn't is. That's I, actually, think, yeah. I think it's been it's officially called. Champions. I think it's officially been changed. Okay. But it was originally called Champions until there was a sequel for it, and I think they might have changed it to. Oh, okay. So yeah. when I was looking at going back a little bit, so um, the character Adam Sandler plays in this film is Max Kessler. So <clears throat> in real life, there's an accountant in New York City whose name is also Max Kessler. Mm-hmm. And um, he bears a real strong resemblance to Adam Sandler. Um, and he'd met with one of Adam Sandler's associates. Um, so the two, Adam Sandler and this actual Max Kessler in real life, they actually met in real life because he got invited to the premiere of the actual film. So. Oh. Is he quite famous? This Max Ke- No, yeah. not really. He's no, just he's just a guy. Just a guy. <laughs> but um, they invited him to the premiere of the film um, because they obviously there was a guy in the film named after, well, not named after him, same name. And, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool story. That's not bad at all. <laughs> any other any other ideas or thoughts from um, that we've found out about this? No. Good. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll move on. I'll I'll, I'll jump into my stuff about. The writer and the director, because I, I wasn't the biggest fan of this movie, and I thought it was it, it didn't start off very very well. I guess, oh, come with on, Heath. the writer, no, with, oh. with production with the writer and director. So it's got two co-writers. Yep, Kevin Barnett and Chris Pappas. Kevin Barnett, who in previous has written TV, and has been the co-writer of the Heartbreak Kid and Hall Pass. Heartbreak Kid was a weird movie. Both kind of average movies. Yep, and the other co-writer, Chris Pappas, he's only other writing credential was a TV show called Unhitched in 2008 lasted six episodes so I don't think it's good writers to start with 
Hang on, the guy who's never done much, you're just saying he's not a good writer, he might just be fighting his feet. And the other guy he's that you said is... one got six episodes and done. That's yeah, right. The other guy is the, the director slash writer who wrote Mighty Ducks. No, the director. He didn't <laughs> yeah. write it. He's the director. He's, who, that's the same guy. Who? No, he didn't write it. He didn't write it. The first guy. Kevin Barnett. Yeah. He's not the director. No. The director no. is Stephen Brill. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Brill, the director, wrote Mighty Ducks. He didn't oh, okay. write this movie. Okay. Okay. okay, He was the director who has... This is his 10th movie he's directed. Two Razzie nominations. Razzie, yeah. Right. One win. <laughs> one win, oh, well, one win. So, <laughs> we could we just, it's, not, it's not a great, I thought, resume for the directors and writers so, to start this. What did he win it for? Little Nicky. No, yeah. no, sorry. My mistake. He won it for, 43, for, for movie 43. Oh, but didn't oh, he, he just directed a scene in it? As a co-director, they all, they yeah, all won they it. Yeah, they just did scenes. And then he was nominated as well for Little Nicky. Yeah, okay. I'm just, not, just looking at his work, just not a fair yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, totally fair. Um, so I thought interesting thing about this was that um, it premiered 11 days before it hit Netflix. So obviously Netflix have gone there trying to get it on a on a cinema. <laughs> Sorry, there may have been a little bit of audio mishap there. That's because he has accidentally um, dropped his coaster. But we'll, we'll keep playing, we'll keep playing. So um, 11 days before it hit Netflix... Cost forty million dollars to make this movie. What? Yeah, forty mil. Okay. They dropped forty mil on this movie. That's because they were they were filming in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, correct. But again, this was a big period for Netflix, and and they invested a lot into Adam Sandler, and you know, by comparison, really had to try and get this to work. I mean, this was the start of their catalogue still, and that's going to be the case for a lot of the films we talk about early Mm. on. So, how much do you reckon they spent on that Ferrari? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if they got rid of the Ferrari, they could have. Cut costs massively. Oh, oh, ridiculous. Um, there are a lot of people and connections in this film, I reckon. Like, there are a lot of pop culture references throughout the film. Some good references to some other movies that I really enjoyed. Yeah? What, 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 did, what got you? M- my two <coughs> favourite ones were the face-off and the casino references, yeah. which I really enjoyed. So the face-off one um, is when uh, Max, Adam Sandler, is flirting with Heather about eating a peach, which is what Nicolas Cage does in face-off face off. to seduce um, someone. Which I thought was really good, and also the casino reference of of him putting the guy's head in a vice to torture him, which is what Joe Pesci's character does in Casino, yep. which is a great scene. And I say, I as as fans of those two movies, I really enjoyed those two references and those callbacks to it. And then um, almost the complete opposite, I got two other two different ones Go where it, they yeah. rock up at the bar, the biker bar, and the guy behind them calls him Bam Bam. Yeah, the Flintstones behind the bar. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, hilarious because he's got the. You know, the bones through his nose, yeah. whatever it is. And the other one, like um, Dave Spade's wearing that Magnum P.I. shirt and he makes that comment like, oh, I'm like Magnum P.I. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that's one of the jokes that didn't land, but um, I picked up on the reference. So, yeah. so good on me. <laughs> well <done>. uh, <laughs> I'll take a round of applause. So Puerto Rico, they filmed, I think, uh, Georgia in... Um, yeah, Savannah, USA. Georgia in San Juan, Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, good. Um, what, one, one thing actually I was reading... Might have been in a couple of reviews um, of a couple of critics who weren't the biggest fans of the movie, basically saying now that you know the studios on Netflix are just basically paying um, Adam Sandler to take his buddies on a holiday somewhere, <laughs> and then at some point they'll write some kind of a script and film a movie. But he's ba- they're basically just funding his holidays with his mates, <laughs> like taking him to Puerto Rico and things like that, and eventually they get kind of a half-assed script and movie out of it. Yeah. So it looked like some lovely uh, locations yeah, up yeah. in this, in this It did look nice, didn't it? Especially the house they're in as well. Oh, that house. <laughs> we could rent that for the weekend. It's like five houses in this one house. <laughs> um, another thing, when um, 
and when we talk about things that annoyed me about the film, I'll get into this a bit later, but um, <clears throat> when um, they were looking at that database um, about the Federal Bank, and I don't know if you noticed, one of the names on the list was Vicky uh, Valancourt. Yes. Oh, no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did notice that. Waterboy. Waterboy, yeah. exactly. So um, it's the love right. interest from Adam Sandler in the, in the Waterboy back yeah. in the Vicky 90s. Valancourt. Um, so I thought that was quite clever just to have that sort of little connection. Uh, I did not pick up on that. Yeah. So, did, were there, did this win any awards? <laughs> Not that I saw. Nah, no, I not, saw. If so, it did, I missed that. I think we all all probably missed that one. I don't think they were gunning for many awards either, to be honest. I don't think so either. Um, what do we like, dislike about any of the characters? Um, I I guess not with the main. I won't start with the main characters. I really enjoyed the cameos of Sean Astin and Catherine Hahn. Thought they were both really good. Catherine Hahn was good. She was very good, and I loved Sean Astin at the start. I thought it was great. I thought, um, I thought Catherine Hahn's character, I liked the gag around it all. I, I thought it was interesting every time she came in. It was kind of funny, but it was just a little bit too odd to be believable. And I actually really liked Absolutely. I liked the gag at the end when it, when it finished up and um, he was like, so why do you keep doing all this stuff? She's, and she's just like, oh, it's sex stuff. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I thought that was funny because they did this whole running gag the whole time just because they just wanted to get a little bit kinky. But apart from that, her character didn't fit too much. But with that said, the fact that he had a wife and a kid gave reason to care for Max, yeah. to be honest. But you didn't find out about the wife and the kid till very late in the movie. Quite late. I mean, <laughs> very late. To be honest, the the sickness when he when obviously the whole twist about him being sick was very predictable. Yep. Um, and I don't think he tried to hide that. It, as in, I don't think the director tried to hide. No. I think he probably could have been a bit more subtle. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty obvious. And Mm -hmm. then it got to the point when she stormed in that night when he was at his mum's house and and she said, you know, but you know, you're sick or like whatever. She dropped Mm -hmm. it. And I was like, well, it's pretty obvious what's going on. And even if you hadn't worked it out by then, they did that flashback where they did the cut every single, every <laughs> every single, single time <laughs> that he showed that he was sick just in case you hadn't picked up yeah, I didn't like that I did like that scene actually oh. I like when he's on the computer and David Spade's character kind of realises it I, I did like that scene yeah I just I, I thought it was a good scene I never like it when the director no. treats the audience as an idiot yeah, yeah. like Hey, if you didn't I, I, figure I it out, that. I'll spell it out I'm, to I'm you. I'm happy for Dave Spade to be an idiot, but yeah, yeah I don't want to be treated like an idiot. Um, but I kind of didn't mind. I didn't mind. I thought Catherine Hahn was good. You're right. Yeah. Um, One character that really annoyed me was um, the Mexican stereotype guy. Um, the Jorge. Well, Jorge uh, yeah, no. Not Jorge. Um, uh, yeah. Can't even remember his name. It was that memorable. Like they literally met him at the bar that night, and then he appeared at the end when he. Was, I think his name was Jorge. Jorge. I'll yeah. <laughs> We'll probably get to him in scenes that... I, really, I, spoke, really got to I reference him as the bloke from the threesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and yes. that will... Like, we'll talk about that. Like, literally, he's in the bar, the threesome, and then at the scene, at the end, when yeah, Max's yeah, mum's got no top on. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. they're the three scenes you see him, and that's it. I'm just yeah. like, he's literally just this stereotypical role. But that's the, but that's the role Rob Schneider usually plays. But yeah. so where, where was Rob Schneider? That yeah. also does that in a lot of different movies as well. It plays that little bit part. Role. So that's actually while we're here, that's in my IMDb it because I wanted to make sure that that was the same guy who was the cop from Where the Millers, who they try and um, who who wants to wants a blowjob for like twenty bucks or whatever. Um, so he's obviously carving out a nice little niche for himself with weird sex gags. No pun intended. So that was, that was your IMDb. <laughs> hey, what did you what did you look at when? Um... My, so my IMDb it was when Michael Chiklis came on screen, who was uh, played Dawn's husband. He he comes on and wants to beat up 
Charlie in the, when he's in the pool because um, because of the night before antics. <laughs> is this the guy that gets shot in the shot leg. Shot in the leg. <laughs> shot in the leg. I'm a big, I, I, I really like his, his work. Yeah. Um. So I, I, when I saw him, I jumped on and said, "Oh, what, what else have you been up to?" Because obviously he's well known for the Shield, which is a pretty old show now. So I just kind of wanted to see, yeah, what else he's been up to. I guess since the Shield, so I was a fan of his. You'll have to excuse us if you can hear some birds in the background, but it's a pretty warm day here in Melbourne, and we've got the uh, we've got the window open, so. You can. That's actually adds to the ambience as yeah, well for the podcast. Nice. Um, what are you, Jesse? What was your IMDb moment? I'm happy that none of you guys. I was like, oh, someone else is going to do this when I did it. So when um, Adam Sandler rocks up at that auto store when he's buying all those weird things and he's dropping all these things on the counter, mm-hmm. and I was like, that guy behind the counter, I know him from somewhere. Oh, yeah. So I've gone, okay, bang, look it up. Let's work out who he is. And I was like, he's real familiar. He's been in lots of Adam Sandler films. But he was in the Ridiculous Six. It was Abe Lincoln in the Ridiculous yeah. Six. <laughs> I think it's about the third time I've made an Abe Lincoln reference. But what have we said? We said we're going to do it. We'll do a tally. This is this is the episode, third Abe Lincoln um, tally. But episode six. Yeah. Yep. So we're, we're we're one of one of two every time. Every second episode, we're going to reference Abe Lincoln. So he he was Abe Lincoln in the Ridiculous Six, the guy that was selling and was hanging out with Adam Sandler's daughters in yeah. the, in the auto shop. So yeah. that was my IMDb. Um, sort of thing let's chat about Adam Sandler um, we've got to get to it sooner or later yeah. main character of the film obviously the main story around whole Netflix what did you got? What did you guys think of him in this um, he was average I thought um, it was better than he was in The Ridiculous Six yep. um, I guess I obviously we all kind of grew up on those great Adam Sandler comedies so I guess I, I probably shouldn't, but I've still kind of got the high expectations yeah, no, for his for his film work. You know, I love Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and Waterboy. Big Daddy, Waterboy, those kind of movies. So, um, yeah, I, I, I thought he, he was pretty average. Having said that, um, I mean, I'm not a fan of David Spade in general. And no, neither he, am I. He, I think, I don't know, if you compare him to David Spade, he was a lot better than David Spade. But I guess still, I, I still hold him to that bar from the mid to late 90s. Where he's just not comparable for me right now. Yeah, I've, there are a couple of lines of dialogue in this film that I don't know whether Adam Sandler agreed to say him or whether it was just part of it. But you know, I'm not going to repeat him on here because we're trying to keep this as friendly as possible. <laughs> but like, you know, she needs a nice something to cry on, or um, you know, something in the mouth. Weird know, like, crass, yeah, weird, real really crass sort of yeah. stuff that it's just he's like been on the boat, like yeah. with oh, girls, I'm like, that well, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, he's just yeah. I didn't mind him. I yeah, you liked him. I feel like he got into the character a lot more than he did with Ridiculous Six. Yeah. Um, and I think the character itself was it's actually different character. a bit media as yeah. well. It, it, unfortunately, I think he that, that was the only real character with any depth in this film, yeah. and that was because it had that side story of him being ill and mm. his ulterior motive of everything he. How was How many doing. movies have we seen where Adam Sandler plays someone who's ill? It's about the third movie, I think. Um. Off the top of my head, I can't remember the name. Of the film. <laughs> but this is about the third movie yeah, where I'll, I'll Adam Sandler has yeah. been crook, okay. um, well, with some sort of terminal illness. Well, to me, click, maybe click. No, I can't remember. Anyway, maybe this is just me, but I, you genuinely care for him and his situation by the end of the film, um, yeah. and he does build an emotional connection with the audience, which is tied into the fact that he has a wife, he has a kid, he's doing all this for the right reasons. Um, and for that, for that reason, I thought he did. A, I thought he did a pretty good job. I'm not saying it's the return to form, and I'm not saying he's back or anything. But um, 
he's he's back on the upward trajectory after his last couple, and, and I was happy for that. And as I said, I I cared for him by the end of the film, and and that was something. Hmm. I yeah. We'll wait until um I think Sandy Wexler's coming up. Yeah, it's soon. not far away. Yeah, not far away at all. So we'll, we'll we'll continue Adam Sandler's um go with his films um pretty soon. Um, so if we're talking about Adam Sandler. Are there any scenes that stood out with him in it that you know you thought were good? Um, I you know what I actually enjoyed the high school reunion scene at the start. I was I was yeah. pretty intrigued by the start. Um, I didn't I didn't love the backstory of Charlie. Uh, I thought that was just too ridiculous that this Charlie yeah. I mean, David Spade this uh, his situation of oh yeah I haven't left town oh yeah I still got the same car yeah, oh, I still work at the same, same place guy. oh yeah, I married this woman who clearly doesn't love oh, me anymore. God I hated his wife but that that was too I much know, for I me know, I don't know you were supposed <clears throat> to hate his wife but. It was just so over the top. I think like they needed that set up with her being such a horrible person. So Mm -hmm. then at the end, it could come full circle because at the end you see him go back and get revenge on those two kids and her. But not even that. You needed the incentive for him to to want to do all this stuff. I get all that. I just think it was a bit too much. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed, um, I actually enjoyed hearing about oh, you know, I'm in the FBI and I had no reason not to believe that. (laughs) I didn't know what this film was about. Um, and I actually found that whole scene pretty interesting and two friends catching up again and one of them who's probably going to look to try and change the life of the other one. I liked that. I thought it was really good. As it turned out, it was a little bit different to that. But um, I enjoyed that because, I mean, David Spade doesn't do it for me and he didn't do it for me again in this. I think he played played it down a little bit from what he has in some other films, yeah. which I was okay with. Um, I'm not a fan of his work at all. He's basically a parody in this whole yeah. film. Like This guy doesn't exist in real life. There's not a person like that in real life. Yeah. Mm. Um, I must say, I really enjoyed the threesome scene. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It was my. Fr- it was not the funniest scene in the movie for me. Oh. Of one of a movie that I didn't, you know, think was that great. I thought that movie. I thought funny. that scene was that very sweaty funny. scrotum dripping and at the just end. Like, you got to stop looking at me, man. <laughs> That's in like one of my least favorite scenes of the film. That's like in my forgettable scenes. Oh, like, I've got some worse ones than that. Forgettable scenes. Oh, well, before we get onto those, like the standout scenes, like based on the past few comedies we've looked at, I've, I've based how I felt about the film based on the laugh yeah. factor. So I sat through this film and I counted how many times I laughed again. Anyone, anyone have a guess? How many times do you reckon I laughed? So I think we're on, I think Ridiculous 6, I maybe laughed three times. Oh, I think Special Correspondence once. Right, we'll go with four for this one. Four? Then, six. Six. I, I laughed nine times in this film. <coughs> so to me, if I, can laugh, yeah, if I can laugh nine times in a bit over an hour and a half, um, new record. Nine's good, but I actually preferred the action, almost detective-like storyline than the humour in this movie. That's what I enjoyed about it more. Um, and I enjoyed like the inclusion of Heather, the, um, the wife of the dead guy and how she sort of double crossed them and she was mm-hmm. trying, they were trying to discover who the bad guys were as much as this was a comedy. Yeah. That wasn't the reason that I enjoyed this film yeah. wasn't because of Still an action. comedy. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I, the, action, I, the was action was good. It was mm. all right. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> like to me, like the, to, it, I liked it a little more cause I laughed a lot more. Yeah. That's good as well. Like but, to me, like, you know the, the start of like you know the champagne bottle and he's pretending that you know he's got hit in the face with a champagne bottle and it smashes I'm like oh that, that's pretty funny and then we spoke earlier about the, the scene on the boat where you know they're flashing yeah. each other and then he just lets off a flare on the other <laughs> like, <"Bang!" laughs> like, like that got me that was that was quite funny and then you know he roofies his mate <laughs> gets up out of bed bang straight into the door um, you know the camper van you, like you can see that it's coming they're driving they're following this girl you know oh, they're going to hit her they're going to hit her bang they hit her <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was actually pretty funny 
<laughs> I'm like, no, I was like, they're not going to hit her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then they get inside, she stabs him. The blood comes out of her hand, his hand. It's, you know, there, there's a few things that, you know, and then, you know, continually showing that those photos of dead people on his phone to people. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is what he looked like. Oh, he said he didn't believe it. No, I didn't mean it, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and they take this FBI guy to a hospital, dump him there, give him some cash, and then the car drives off and you see he's got bones hanging out of his arm. <laughs> <laughs> like, he wasn't FBI, wasn't he just like a debt collector? No, he they turned, turned into, into oh, that's right. an FBI guy. Right. At, at the end scene. At the end he was. So, right. you know, Sorry. even we can laugh at a couple of those scenes now. So to me, like, they're, they're the standout things yeah. for me. So, okay. okay, hater, you've obviously got, you're built up. What, what do you hate? There's something that... Uh, well, Hang on, before we get negatives, oh. I, there weren't many scenes specifically that I wanted to pull out, but I, I just enjoyed the constant plot progression of this film. Um, it never got too comfortable with one situation. So, you obviously, you discover Max to be FBI agent, they blow up the yacht, they get new identities, they discover the safety box... They discover the property. They live it up for a little bit. They find out Max is an FBI. They track down Heather. Everything moves at a good pace. You don't get they don't get too settled into one situation where ah oh, this is working. Let's keep going it. So I actually thought it was really well paced, and that's probably why I found the storyline quite interesting and always in motion. I was always curious to see what's happening next because it didn't just sit on anything and, and wait for it to happen. Did, I enjoyed yeah, that. I agree with that. I I get. I totally get where you know it led and it kept moving at a good pace, but like. It was like there had to be something for him to move on to go find another clue, or it was just like these obvious setups that like made that progression happen. I think the whole thing was obvious, and I think uh, the whole thing was predictable. Yeah, and I was okay with that. Like, yeah, it was never going to blow me away. No, like as I said, I don't think the sickness thing was supposed to be as obvious as it was. I think it was probably just poor filmmaking that <laughs> led it to being that. But that, uh, yeah, yeah I, I let that go. And like to be honest, there was the scene where he cooked him that breakfast, and they made that he made that stupid joke about the sausages and eggs. I like that. And he's sitting there popping the pills, and I'm like, oh. But he was moving around pretty groggy as yeah, well. Yeah, he asked me if he was hungover. Yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but like for yeah, but you know, it was like that was obviously injected. Into, that didn't need to be in that scene. You didn't need that to know what was going on. Yeah, like, and then all of a sudden he was a badass with a gun. Yeah, Just bang, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> He's moving around all right now. Feeling good now. All right, hit us up, Peter. Um, oh, it, it wasn't so much like a, a certain amount of scenes. Um, I guess for me, it was just kind of the overall movie. I didn't think it was that great. The, the ones, the one really, I thought, really bad and cringy scene that stood out for me was when uh, they're in the car after the biker and he's sucking his finger, pretending <laughs> yeah. to seduce him. I just found that really awkward to watch. Yeah, it's and, a bit cringy. And it went on for far too Pretty long. Bad, it? Yeah, it went on for a long bad. time. I was just watching that, just going, oh, no, nah, this is just, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, it was really... Not enjoyable at all to watch. Yeah, that, was that wasn't mate. funny. Yeah, no. that was like the Pee Wee Herman with the bloody balloon. Exactly, kind of yeah. and yeah. It, it just kept on going on like that Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, yeah. Um, saying yeah, nah, wasn't for me. You got anything, MJ? About what? Oh, that you didn't like. Oh, sorry. Anything that sort of. Oh, sorry. Um, no, nothing particularly stands no. out. I, look, I, yeah, I didn't love it all, but there was nothing where I sit there and go, "That was a disgrace." Ah, oh, like I'm always onto the product placements. Yeah, absolutely. I do my head in. Yeah, Corona. How much, yeah. how much yeah. did the Corona pay to get in this movie? I've counted at least five times where... Money makes the world go round, Jesse. It funds this industry. I, I get that. But, like, so blatantly obvious. Like, and then, you know, every time they're on the, on the tablet, it's like, oh, quick, we better scroll through and go past the Netflix logo yeah. before we get into yeah. the database that we're going to. Mm. Or And the, the Jenga game. It was like, Jenga and Netflix, Jenga yeah. and Netflix, Jenga yeah. and Netflix. And that annoyed me too because if they're continually hacking into this or going into this database, surely the FBI guy would have been able to know where they were at all times. Yeah, true. Which really annoyed me. True, um, because they did have that the whole time. Didn't and they? then you guys liked the threesome scene that I thought that was like 
cringeworthy. <laughs> and then the other cringeworthy scene that really got me was um, the last scene where Max's mum walks out with that top on and oh, her, yeah. that was very sad. her breasts are hanging around her knees. And I'm just and the, again, the stereotype, the Mexican guy's like, I'm keen on this. I'm back. <laughs> haven't seen you for an hour, but okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So that, there are a few things that did my head in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. When you guys say all that stuff, I agree. Um, but I, I guess I just overlooked it. I think I just enjoyed the journey. It's good. That's, so if you enjoyed the journey, were there any like actual messages in the film that anyone picked up on? <laughs> any themes or anything underlying messages? Fresh starts. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of, you know, in your face, take control of your life kind yeah. of thing. I mean, I don't really think there was too much... Yeah. Else for me besides that, did you uh, so come up with anything? There's like, you know, you the only people in the world you can trust are your bros. Your mates. I was gonna say friendship yeah. was friendship, friendship's a big thing, like, you know, the women in their life had all let them down pretty much at some stage. Um you know Max's mum's very forgetful as yeah. she's gone through she's the dementia stage, she's got no idea what's going on and um Charlie's wife is just awful. Just a horrible, but that's on him. Horrible, that's on him as well. I reckon. I guess. I guess Max's wife was probably the exception to the rule. Yeah, I think she was. She, and they downplayed. She was a little bit weird. <laughs> and but but yeah. in that situation, you think that someone would be. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't mind that weirdness. I guess even though he played it down and saying, "Oh, did, she's yeah. a weirdo." Yeah. Yeah. And um, there was some the, like the other sort of message I felt that probably wasn't massively obvious or in your face, but it's like you know, these big pharmaceutical companies are sort of just in it for a profit. Yeah. Um. They don't have movies yeah, like that. Yeah, they don't actually care about humans, or they mm. just want to make money. It's all about um, money. What's best for business? Yeah, rather than the. Uh, I think it's more an easy, easy plot point than a mm. yeah. stab at the industry because they're like, oh, who's a bad guy? Oh, who would be the bad guy in this situation? Oh, mm. pharmaceuticals. But they had to make him the bad guy, otherwise the plot wouldn't have gone along. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think yeah. it's a, yeah. a crack at them as much as mm. it's just a, we needed someone. Yeah. So what do we take away from the film? Was it good? Was it bad? What are, I mean, what are our I, thoughts? I, I thought it was a pretty lazy film. Yep. Um, I don't think it was that great. I mean, the, uh, one thing that kind of, I guess one thing about lazy kind of stood out for me was um, when he's saying he couldn't get into the police force because he couldn't pop a wheelie. Just yeah, but then he, then he refreshed that as to the real reason. Yeah, but I mean, why, just, but... just saying that just seemed kind of ridiculous. I think of a better reason, like come up with an actual symptom that, you know, that someone's going to believe from but the mate, start. But mate, it set him up to do a wheelie at yeah. the end. Yeah, I, 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 I just didn't <laughs> like that, that, that part of it. I just thought it was, yeah, crap. Yeah, and the biggest thing, I don't think, the characters just weren't fleshed out, apart from Max. Um, and the performances didn't blow me away at all, but that, they, were, they were probably the biggest issues with yeah, it. And, and I mean, just quite a bit of like sexist and homophobic. Not as bad as Ridiculous Six. Wasn't, but not as racist. Still there, either. still in there though. I yeah. think a lot of the reviews I mm-hmm. saw were like Adam Sandler less racist in his new film. <laughs> <laughs> and oh yeah, no, it's not fantastic, but I think it's better than the Ridiculous Six. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was engaging, and I was happy enough to just let myself go along for the ride. Yeah. So, would it have made any difference being on the big screen? Not for me. No. no. I wouldn't have wouldn't have minded the scenery on the big screen to be honest. Puerto Rico looks like a lovely place. Um, when would you recommend watching it? <laughs> oh, look, um, kind of the same as Richter was six for me. Just, just when you're feeling lazy on a Sunday afternoon, just sit on the couch, pop something on that you don't have to think too much about. Yeah, I agree. It's a yeah. fun, it's a fun ride yeah. though. If you, if you, if you want to be less critical, think less critically about a film and just enjoy it for what it is, you, you can do it with this. Yeah. I think it's harder to do for Ridiculous Six. I think this one is a lot easier mm. to just get lost in it. Yeah, I think like need a good laugh. You're not too concerned about any believability or yeah. if it's a, yeah. you know, it could happen in real life, I guess. 
Any questions that you want to ask us about the film? I've got a few more. Oh, good. If bring it on. To have a bring chance. it on. Bring I mean, it on. Come, a couple at the end. Uh, I should work out the answers to. But the, I mean, well done. To start with, it was. I guess it's more we were talking about before. I mean, my my still uh, my kind of when I think about Adam Sandler, it's still the great mid to late nineties movies. Are we past that point now? Is someone never going to make a good movie like that again? Is, is this now what to expect from all Adam Sandler Did movies? Did we talk about this though? If, if Billy Madison came out tomorrow, what would yeah. we think? That's the difference. Yeah. Like, would you sit there and go, what is this? Yeah. Is it because it was a different yeah, time we up on, and now we love it? Yeah. Like, it's nostalgic. And I would, lo- if I watch it, if I watch that film tomorrow, I'd still love it. But yeah. I don't know, maybe there's something to that, that the, the, the comedy has actually just changed yeah. in 20 years. Yeah. But no, I don't think you're going to see him yeah. in Billy Madison anymore because he's yeah. in his 50s. Yeah, a bit old, but I guess they're that kind of yeah, movie anymore. Um, so we're two movies in to the deal with Netflix. Do you reckon any regrets on their part, given the quality of the first two movies? I don't think so because I think like these... So Netflix obviously was going in America for a while before these films came out, but mm-hmm. they launched internationally based on starting to make these you know original films. And I'm pretty sure back when these came out they were doing good numbers for Netflix mm. like they were Ridiculous yeah. 6 was awesome for Netflix yeah. we spoke about that and that's almost just like a curiosity factor than mm. anything else and well, you know after people listen to this podcast or before you know the, the Netflix those numbers thing, will they, be going <laughs> yeah we've we got to follow go those Flix forum boys <laughs> that was my kind of original when I was thinking about it like you know like obviously I didn't like these movies so sure you know Netflix were happy with this and then I actually did a bit more research in, into it yeah after this movie they extended his four movie deal to eight movies well, oh wow! Real, I didn't know that. We've got six Adam Sandler movies to go still on Netflix. They extended it to. An Here's the four. deal: like, at the end of the day, the beauty of Netflix is you're paying a monthly fee. So whenever a new movie comes out, you've got the opportunity to watch mm. it for effectively free because you've already committed to the cost. And when you see, oh, there's a new Adam Sandler movie coming out, I'm happy to. I'm going to go have a watch, yeah. and that seems to be what's happening with these first two films. So. Yeah. Well, just before his third movie comes out, so in. April 2017 I think it was so just before that came out they extended it to, to eight movies there you go crazy so they are actually happy with so it. what audience was Adam Sandler like trying to reach with this film so, like who who is this movie made for because to me I it's like a little bit extreme for the teenage sort of market you you wouldn't show this watch this with your kids I think uh, it's teenage. I, I, th- I, I think it's fine. Yeah, fifteen's fine. I, I, yeah. I think this is a teenager. I can't remember movie. watching a movie when I was a teenager. Yeah, with American Pie, that sort of thing. But you still didn't see like a man's testicles dangling on the screen. Did you watch Super Troopers as a kid? <laughs> I feel like Super Troopers is different. Yeah. I feel like. Well, uh, I, I guess I, I don't feel like Super Troopers this movie extreme. would go well. I guess with our generation who've seen his good work. So I guess who then is it targeted to? It's got to be younger people than us. I reckon, it's, tar- I reckon I think it's, it's targeted to us. Yeah, I reckon yeah. it's targeted to the people that grew this, up on it. It's got to be the Sandler name that's going to get this over the line. But if it is, like, and I agree, I think it is targeted at the people that grew up on Adam Sandler. Does he not realise that probably our taste in comedy has changed? It's a, it's yeah, a potentially. Point, yeah. And, and you know what? As I said, it's his name getting the job done. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed, as I said, I enjoyed the action in this though. Um, and yeah, I think... As the ease of Netflix makes it an easier sell. Yeah. Um, and the ability for him to just go, okay, you grew up with me, you know me, I've got a new film out, you don't have to pay to watch it, chuck it on. Yeah. But moving forward, like you've said Netflix have 
sign on for another six movies with him, surely they're not going to drop forty million on each of his movies. They could make this movie for ten, yeah, yeah, yeah and sure. it'd be just as good. Like do it in film it in Florida, bang, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, I couldn't agree more yeah. with that. Um, this is the third out of the six films we watched that have had really bad stereotypes now, <laughs> which has sort of disturbed me a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, have we got anything else that we want to discuss, bring up before we sort of um, work out our rating for the film? I'm I'm pretty much done. Yeah, yep. yeah. I don't think my dog barked in this film. No, oh, yeah, yeah, that was going to ask about. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. He might have. How'd Todd go? He might have been doing his own thing throughout this film. I but I, yeah, I've got. You recall seeing animals? No, nah, I don't think there were. Back. And Todd normally fleshes them out, right, fleshes right. them out. So I think we're right with that. But no, I've got nothing else to say apart from the fact that. I enjoyed the constant plot progression and a couple of little twists. It meant for a pretty fun ride, and the do-over gets three stars from MJ. Good. Heater? Um, oh, for me, the movie had a few laughs, but didn't think it was great overall. I gave it two stars. Good. Um, so, I'm on a... Like, it's not the best movie you're ever going to see, but I feel like it was a step up from The Ridiculous Six. I gave that two and a half, so I had to give this more than two and a half. So, um, I've gone with three. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, I, I, so, I feel like it makes sense. So We, we average that out to a 2.7 out of 5. 2.7. And that matches up with uh, our film from last week, Special Correspondence. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so 2.7, 2. 2 weeks in a row, which is uh, pretty exciting. So, as usual, we're going to chuck a question up on social media after this episode. Um, and I think the question this week we're going to go with is, have you ever wanted to start your life over again? We're getting a bit deeper. Getting very deep. Um, if you don't want people to read your answers, um, make sure you, you think of, think about it before you post. <laughs> we, as usual, we do have our social media um, outlets up and going. We're at, at Flix Forum on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you haven't hit the subscribe button, it would mean a lot to us. Make um, sure you subscribe. Subscribe to us um, and give us a five-star rating if you think we're doing a good job. Um, that means more people can see us. Or if you think we're doing a two-star rating, give us a five-star and then give us feedback. <laughs> Yeah, emails. Yeah. Um, pod at gmail.com. Um, so next week, we are looking at the next film in the Netflix um, list of films to watch, which is the 2016 comedy drama, The Fundamentals of Caring. Um, it's directed by Rob Burnett, starring Paul Rudd, Craig Roberts, and Selena Gomez. So Selena Gomez? Selena Gomez, Wizards of Waverly Place. Um, take the time to watch the film. I've got some... Quizzical looks looking at me. I don't know what, what, what is the Wizards of Waverly Places. What are you talking Google about? Google that before next episode. <laughs> Check it out and then we can talk about it. Do I have to watch Wizards of Waverly Place before I watch Fundamentals of Caring? I won't hold it against you if you don't. Right, um, cool. But yeah, if you want to give it a watch so you can follow along with us next week, that would be awesome. Um, as usual, been a pleasure. I think done pretty well today. It's yeah. Good discussion. It's been fun. Second Adam Sandler movie done and dusted. Mm. We'll good chat. See you next week, boys. See you next week. Looking forward to it. Good job. Man.